Greetings, 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 and blessings to all. This is your host, Clarence C.J. Eversley. And this is the introduction to my new podcast, which is called No Longer Under the Gun. No Longer Under the Gun. No Longer Under the Gun is a trauma care recovery podcast for victims and survivors of gun violence. Hosted by myself, who is also a survivor of gun violence. Our aim is to create a space for dialogue about our experiences to promote healing and uplift communities plagued by gun violence. Uh, This podcast will also endeavor to explore ways to eradicate gun violence through public education and community engagement. I would like to take a couple minutes first to tell you guys why I started to well got involved to want to do this podcast it was something that's been on my heart something that's been on my spirit for a while now um and I just feel as if and I know a lot of you can relate to me those of you who have gone through experiences where you have lived through pain if you have lived experience through pain and tragedy and you have triumphed and overcome and to see the other side of what that looks like versus to where you were before you have to talk about it you have to talk about it you have to release it uh, for two reasons number one it gives yourself healing number two it provides healing for others there's somebody out there that needs to hear your story there's somebody out there who will uh, you could provide deliverance and a, a comforting voice and support for somebody who might be struggling trying to get through uh, their journey that they're going through, which is what you went through as well. And your voice can provide uh, uh, a voice of comfort, of hope, you know, that if this happened to this person and they got through it, I can get through it too. So as I said, you know, earlier, you know, I I am also a, a... victim of gun violence. Um, In 2004, on a muggy, hot summer night, I was hanging out with a group of friends uh, in Trenton, New Jersey, which is where I'm from and raised. Um, We were all drinking. You know, at that time in my life, I was 22 years old. I was very much involved with a party lifestyle. I was very much involved with individuals who were making poor choices. I was very much involved with um, a crowd of individuals in a lifestyle and in an environment where, you know, that was socially, economically depraved, um, plagued with gun violence and crime, act, crime and uh, gang activity and drugs. Um, I myself wasn't personally into drugs at the time. Uh, but I was very much um, engaged with the lifestyle and I very much was engaged with people who uh, were living that lifestyle as well. And I was also a big consumer of alcohol uh, at that time. Like I said, I was 22 years old. I was very caught up in just partying and just living righteously and recklessly. And I was at a friend's house one night. Uh, we were all on the porch out drinking and... Uh, I was intoxicated. A lot of us were intoxicated, but I was the type of person that when I drink, I (laughs) make a complete fool of myself. You know, I start saying things that 
might offend someone or, you know, words that can be taken out of context or, you know, um, or not even have be taken out of context. Like I'll just say stuff and, you know, it'll create an argument or, you know, I was not one of those happy drunks. You know, I was always an angry drunk. I was always one of those people who caused offenses. I was always one of those people who, um, you know, when I was under the influence would say things and it would cause like, you know, an issue with someone and they would want to fight or they would want to try to do me harm. Or, you know, it was, I was just that person when I was intoxicated. So on this night, this particular night, you know, it was the summertime, it was 2004, 22 years old, hanging out with friends that were my age. We are um, in North Trenton, New Jersey. Um, we're on a porch just drinking and getting, you know, intoxicated and just doing all the things that we had no business doing at that time. And I said something to an individual, got a, into an altercation with an individual who at that time, uh, I was unaware was a, a big gang leader in the city of Trenton. Um, and I didn't know, you know, what this individual was capable of. I didn't know um, who they were really. So apparently this individual had just came home from prison. Um, but it, either way, I said something, I had a you know unhealthy verbal exchange with this person. And I said something that greatly offended this person. And he went to the house and got a gun. And as I was leaning, leaning on the band, leaning over the banister on the porch, he came out the house and he grabbed me by the back of my shirt and he put the gun to my head and he said, just walk. Don't say nothing. Just walk. And everyone around me is just, you know, uh, not saying anything. And by not saying anything, they're really encouraging uh, the behavior and obviously you know this person who had the gun to you know pointed the gun at me um that i had this issue with uh you know whoever house that we was over uh it was their family it was, you know the house that we was over it was you know it was their cousin's house it was their family's house so uh no one is going to say nothing to this person although they know what he's doing is completely wrong so as he's grabbed me by the back of my shirt and got this gun pointing to, to my head he's telling me to just walk and now on the side of the porch, he, he takes me off. He grabs me to the, you know, he has me grab by the back of my shirt and I'm walking off the porch and we, he's walking me over to like the side of the porch. Now, mind you, I'm, you know, completely <laughs> intoxicated and I'm trying to fight this person off even while he has a gun pointing to my head. But he didn't, you know, thank God didn't, you know, squeeze the trigger that, you know, could have fatally wounded me or anything. But. He just has a gun pointed at me and I'm trying to fight him off. And, you know, um, he, we get to the side of the, 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 the porch and he lets me go. And I look him straight on in the face, right in his eye. And I watched him point the gun. He had the gun pointed at my head and he slowly lowered it and dropped it to where my legs were and had it pointed at my leg and then boom. He shot the gun, went off. Um, I felt like something hot um, just go through my leg and it, it just happened really quick. So I knew I was hit. It was something that I never felt before. Obviously I had never been shot before, um, but I just took off running. I just boom, 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 just took off running and I ran down um, uh, this place off Martin Luther King Boulevard um, 
in Martin Luther King Park. And as I'm running, I begin to get weary and I begin to get tired and I can feel my leg going numb. And as I get towards the end of the park on Brunswick Avenue, um, I see the cops and they have their sirens on. And then they put the flashlight on me. They say, hey, you, you, stop, stop, stop. Stop right there. And I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? And they put the flashlight on me. They look at my leg and they say, oh, he's not uh, the assailant. He's the victim. This guy's the victim. They thought they had heard a gunshot go off in the area. And they thought that, and they see me running. And they thought that I was a person who was had shot somebody and was running away from the scene of the crime. But they discovered that I was the victim, actually. So they called the ambulance and got me medical attention and went to the hospital and everything. And, um, the doctor, you know, they patched me up good and evaluated my leg, gave me MRI. MRI and uh, I remember the doctor coming into my room uh, hours later uh, and telling me, he said, Mr. Eversley, um, I just want to let you know that, you know, you're very lucky. He said, you know, uh, upon looking at your MRI and everything like that, he said, let me explain something to you. There is a, a artery or vein uh, that that supply blood that supplies blood from your leg to your foot. And he said the gunshot wound where it entered in and exited out was millimeters away from severing that vein. He said if it would have severed that vein, I would have had to amputate your foot because you would have had no blood flow from your leg to your foot. And I said, wow, wow. So fast forwarding years later, um, this is something I suppressed because of my environment and the way I grew up. This is something that you don't talk about. This is something that you don't revisit. This is something that you don't really tell a lot of people. You don't talk to the cops, obviously. You don't snitch. You don't do nothing. You're taught to suppress. Something traumatic like that that can happen to someone is getting shot. Like literally somebody literally try to take you off the face of the earth attempted to anyway and you you're taught not to talk about it social norms that go on in the hood you're taught not to talk about it don't say anything so what does that do as a person who's a survivor of that you know you you begin to become conditioned to suppressing uh, that event and not only that event but also other traumatic events or uh, other traumatic things or uh, uh, things that might uh, cause you emotional harm or mental harm that you might face in the near future because you you become conditioned to suppressing that because of what you have been through already that was traumatic that you suppressed it's it's a it's a recurrent behavior it's a recurrent behavior and um, that's what I did I did that for years now mind you this happened in 2004. This is 2021. <laughs> Fast forwarding, what, 17 years later? You know, this is... For 17 years, I suppressed what happened to me. Now, let me tell you what happened um, throughout through those 17 years. Um, this person that shot me was, has been in and out of prison. I kept tabs on this person. I asked questions. 
to different people in the hood, like just different people. Now, even after I moved away from Trenton, New Jersey, I still kept tabs on this person because I lived with so much anger and resentment and wanting to get revenge, you know, this person for so long. So I kept tabs on this person. I asked questions. You know, this was a person who was very much involved in the street. So he did, you know, he's always constantly back and forth in and out of jails, like a revolving door for this person. I will go to the NJDOC website. For you, those of you who don't know what that is, that's New Jersey Department of Corrections. I will go to the New Jersey Department of Corrections website and look up this person's name. They have a search engine, search engine where you can look up an inmate that's within the prison system anywhere in New Jersey, if you know their name. Several times, more matter of fact, more than several times, more times than I can count. Actually, I have gone to the NJDOC website and looked up this person's name when I knew they were in prison and just reading information about their case and just looking at that picture of that person, just looking at it and just staring at it. 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes would go by. I'm just staring at the picture looking at their charges, you know, thinking of, should I write this person or not? You know, what would happen if I just popped up at the prison and visited them? You know, just to see how they would react. You know, all kind of thoughts that used to just go through my mind. But that was that vengeful nature. That was that resentful nature. That was that 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 nature of unforgiveness. That's the season that I was in at that time. And now that I have come out of that, you know, and God has healed me from that. I want to be a voice of reason to others who have gone through the same traumatic experience. And just to say, listen, this is the time for healing. This is the time to forgive. This is the time to move on. And that's my story. So when I say I'm a survivor of gun violence, not only did I survive the bullet, but I survived the experience after the bullet. The resentment, the anger, holding on to it for years, you know, the place of being vengeful and wanting to get revenge. I came out of that, you know, after a person uh, get shot you know not only are you impacted physically of course you know because you have a hole in your body now from a bullet but there's you're impacted emotionally you're impacted mentally as well you know and that takes a long deliverance process that takes time with you working on yourself that takes a lot of self-awareness of where you are you know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. This takes years and years of revisiting and uh, making sure that, listen, I am not in that place anymore. And if you have to talk to somebody, if you have to seek therapy, if you have to uh, do whatever you can to make sure that you're not in that place anymore, that you have totally healed from it, that's critical and important for you to do that. But gun violence is not just a single event when a person just gets shot. There's stretches and seasons of when you are impacted and devastated mentally and emotionally 
after that. Because for so many years, I was just like, wow, like, you know, somebody literally tried to take me off the face of the earth. Like, is my life not valuable? If I, am I deemed as a person who, who, who is of no value? If my life, is my life just meaningless? How can somebody just, just go grab a gun and just want to take my life like that or attempt to take my life? Like, they just don't even care with, with no recognition of who I am, who my, what my purpose is. If I have a family, if this is going to affect my mother, my father, my kids, my friends, anybody that's in my family or my social group, just don't care. Just take me off the face of the earth, huh? Or at least attempt to. For so many years, I thought about that, and that put me in a great depression. That put that, that sent me into a very deep, deep depression, and I think, thanks be to God, I've come out of that. But I know that there are others that are also suffering the same way. You know, so for a minute, I just want to give some statistics uh, on gun violence. Um, these statistics come from amnesty.org. want to give reference to the site and the agency that's providing these uh, statistics. So uh, according to amnesty.org, more than 500 people die every day because of gun violence committed with firearms. I'm going to say that again. More than 500 people die daily because of violence committed with firearms. So let's talk about what is Let's talk about gun violence for a minute. What is gun violence? What is your definition of gun violence? Gun violence is a, is a tragedy uh, that affects the lives of individuals around the world. And more than 500 people die daily because of uh, violence committed with a firearm. But gun violence is exactly that. Violence committed with a firearm. Now, whether that, uh, that violence is intentional or unintentional, um, most of the times intentional in these cases as what to this podcast is geared towards in this population um 44 of all homicides globally involve gun violence um in 2000 between 2012 2016 according to amnesty.org there were 1.4 million firearm related deaths wow that's a lot an estimated 2,000 people are injured by gunshots every single day now that's different from the statistic i said earlier where more than 500 people die from gun violence every day but also daily there's an estimated 2,000 people that are injured by gunshots and at least two million people are living with firearm injuries around the globe so this podcast is for you and for the families of uh individuals whose lives were taken as a result from gun violence. I just want to say this is this is a time for healing. This is a time for forgiveness. This is the time to move past that season and that place of being vengeful and being uh unforgiving and hurt. It's and hurting. This is this is the time to move on. This is the time to move on. Um Gun violence leaves a huge impact on a person's physical, mental, and emotional health. And these are things that we need to be conscious of. These are things that we need to raise awareness to our communities to help them heal. Too many of our communities, uh, disproportionately black and brown, are plagued with gun violence crimes. 
in this podcast, you know, like I said earlier, we want to endeavor to explore ways to eradicate gun violence. And we're going to do that through public education and community engagement. So this is my intro to our new podcast. Um, I'm looking forward to the weeks I've had and the episodes I've had. Um, my goal is to release a session, uh, a session or episode, however you want to call it, every week. Um, and I'm just hoping that, you know, my audience and those of you who choose to tune in will get feedback. And I'm hoping that this provides some restorative healing and uh, raise awareness to what you've been holding on to for so long. If you are a victim of gun violence, uh, this podcast is not for everybody. It is specifically for individuals who have uh, been impacted by this particular way and, and by gun violence. So um, I'm looking forward to weeks ahead with you guys. And um, this is something I said, like I said, it's been on my heart for a long time. And, you know, I'm glad that I'm grateful to God that I'm in a place now where I have healed and I can talk about it. And let me just say something and I'm going to leave you with this. It's a requirement before a person can speak about something before a person can minister you have to heal you have to heal first it's a requirement you cannot speak you cannot talk about something yet unless you have yet healed from it so I'm going to leave you with this thought it's time for the healing let's let the healing begin let's let the healing begin this is a season of healing in this podcast is going to raise awareness on various topics that are going to engage us in that way. So um, God bless you guys. Once again, this is Clarence C.J. Eversley signing off. Uh, No longer under the gun. This podcast is coming. I will be, I will have episode one recorded next week. Uh, But this is just the intro just to give you guys uh, some information on what the podcast is about and uh, my personal experience and what drove me to start this podcast. So I'm looking forward to weeks ahead with you guys and uh, doing this podcast. I'm excited about it. So God bless you guys. Have a great night. We'll speak soon.